Hi, it's been quite a while, but I'm trying to do my I'm recording to a podcast voice, which as you can see is a little bit more exciting and cheerful and presentary than the usual glum, miserable thing that you've had for the rest of 2020. Luckily though, for all of you, you, you haven't had it because we've been on a bit of a hiatus, haven't we here at Not The Gear? Anyway, I am now on the line with Dan M. Lee. Say hello. Hello. See, he can do it. I am here. Um, uh, and we're going to have a, a bit of a catch up about what we've been doing in the time when you've not been hearing from us. Not least because a lot of you have very kindly been downloading the show anyway. And if you have, then presumably you'd like to hear something a little more recent. So we're recording today on the 19th of November when we think we know who's won the election in America. Dan's not so sure. He's over there. I've, I've, um, I've no idea. I've tried to avoid it. Um, I've stuck my head firmly in the sand and then filled it up with cement around it. So hopefully I can never take my head out of the political bucket ever again. It seems like the right approach in that country, to be honest. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Well, you, you've been doing something that might be more useful to society anyway, haven't you? Well, other than um, um, trying to stop getting COVID and avoiding as many people as I humanly possibly can. Um, yeah, um, well, I guess we're talking about camera caper, huh? Yeah, um, our, well, our, but mostly your, if we're honest, little project, um, which I think what we're going to do, we're going to make that the focus of the show uh, once we've got through the, the news items. I think it's worth remembering that what we were going to be doing, I guess, was a nice actual camera caper. Yeah, yeah, it was. We were going to be... Do you want to do the news? And we can dive into this, I suppose. Let's keep... Yeah, yeah, let's make it a part of the same story. It's more, it's more coherent if we say it all at once. So, all right, there you go. So it's worth staying on because it's an interesting story. Um, this morning, though, actually, um, Dan and I have both had to deal with GoDaddy. So... I just wonder if anyone else out there has had a, a similar experience. I got up and I found the knock the gear website wasn't working. Uh, and to be honest, when that happens, I usually assume it's my fault. But uh, I don't think it was. No, was it, it wasn't. It was everyone across the globe, as far as I'm aware, which um, uh, it took down everybody's websites, particularly um, if you had um, dedicated hosting um, or shared hosting, and you had the security product there. Um, secure it, I think it's called, or whatever it is. Um, and it decided to break everything. Um, and even annoyingly, which is funny because they they tell me that I ought to have the security products because when I don't have the security products, people will break into my site. Right, but the muse. What was the the whole amusing thing about this is that when you take that security product, you get an email come through that normally says, "Hey, your website was down, and you need to go and tell us about it so we can go and fix it." And of course that didn't happen because GoDaddy themselves were down. You tried calling their call center and you just got some very odd music and then it would eventually hang up on you for absolutely no reason. So um, That's what it, I always get. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it left everything in a bit of a state of limbo. But the, the amount of uh, abuse that everybody got on Twitter from their, their social accounts was pretty horrific. But um, you, yeah, you the outage was... People running the websites are abuse if they worked for GoDaddy. I think the people that had websites that were down were abusing the GoDaddy help account, who probably wished yeah. they'd already gone to bed by this point. Um, and um, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Two and a half, three hours I was out for my website and a couple of my client sites that I look after. Um, it was pretty horrific. But um, I think we're still seeing the after effects. So if you have had the 
GoDaddy outage, just check that your backups are running because I know mine haven't been because they're attached to a different database now, apparently. I've no idea why. But um, that might be worth checking out. A bit of consumer what? news there, people. So so my backups might not be backing up. Yeah, your backups may not be working. So if you've got the uh, the essential 5 gig plan or whatever is their cheap one, um, just check it because um, it may not be running. Um, mine's not been running uh, since the since it all came back. Well, I can assure you we're going to have a, a very good and serious look up. Um, and we do take a, an additional off, uh, off-site non-GoDaddy backup for all the purchases of the uh, book that we're selling on the Not The Gear site. Um, so uh, at least you don't need to worry about that. That's good. More consumer news. Look at that. Isn't it? I know. I know. Consumer news. <laughs> it is. That I'm keen to get out there. It's like, um, it's like Watchdog all over again. Oh, watchdog. Well, for for our American viewers, um, I don't think you had anything, uh, viewers, listeners, comparable to Watchdog, which is a a consumer vigilante show that was on the BBC that ran for many years uh, that had, uh, you know, Anne Robinson, because she was doing The Weakest Link here. She used to present it. Yeah, I I vaguely remember the show. Yeah, it was was the BBC uh, filling its uh, inform, educate and entertain with a sort of emphasis on the inform thing. Uh, dobbing on companies that were being a bit naughty with a, a TV show to save you the effort of reading about whether you should buy things. Uh, um, right. Yeah, it was it was it was all right, isn't it? I think it was, it was one of those things that you quite liked because people seemed to be getting into trouble. I, you know, it was it was pretty uh, when good. I was young enough, and it was adults running companies getting into trouble. That was right, and doing naughty things that you wish you'd have thought of, like getting paid and running away very quickly, which you thought was a really funny thing to do when you were a kid. Yeah, I, I mean that was the downside. Was it? it was also sort of explaining to people the potential benefits of confidence tricks. Ing, it was like now this person knock on people's doors and sell them windows and take a deposit and then disappear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, anyway, but that yeah. was that was the, that was the program. And under, how did we get on to Anne Robinson? Anyway, I'm not too sure. But anyway, we're talking oh. about consumerism. This has been a bit wonder, of consumerism. Anne Robinson of, the, of those days would say about GoDaddy of these days. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> uh, we'd mentioned uh, oh consumerism and the, yeah and the security of book sales on the Not the Gear website is which how we is got there. which is very secure. Um, and while we're on book sales and uh, books I'm involved in... What's that, Adam? Uh, you got something got, to tell got, us? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Really? I've got a nice, got a nice letter today from uh, one of my publishers. Wow. My book, The 52 Assignments Instagram Photography, which is a book of sort of things to do to improve or add variety to your Instagram, which is a really nice Christmas gift, by the way, everyone, for, you know, for the Instagrammy people, you know. And where would they go um, to order such such book and how quickly oh, Amazon, can they get it? Yeah, don't worry you not. There'll be a link in the uh, show notes <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for all of this. Um, and anyway, it has finally, it, it's, been, it's been selling rather better than I thought and has reached the point um, where books have a, a point that, where they, what's called, earn out. So... After a certain point, the author gets a very tiny percentage of the sales uh, once some initial costs have been covered and that kind of thing. So, like postage. All future sales, i.e. any sales in the Christmas run-up, hint everyone, um, I will get a tiny percentage. Obviously, I mean, it would be much nicer for me if you just simply wrote me a cheque. But, <laughs> you know, if you want the book as well, um, then do at least check it out. Um, it's... Uh, 
functional. It's, it's really nicely presented, actually, and, and nicely put together by the GM series. They made it look nicer than I thought. It's got a nice little belly band and everything. Mm. And which page am I featured on it? This is the important uh, news. Well, Dan's asking a nice question. You are featured in the book. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the book is about two and a bit meters away from me. Okay. Well, we could put that. <laughs> could we put that in the show? I'll tell notes you what, as well. we'll put that in the show notes as well. You yeah. can buy the book yeah, here. My, Dan my... is on page fifty-eight uh, and enjoy. Is he? I, I don't ah, know. I'm guessing then. fifty-eight, but why not? How many pages? Well, maybe, is it? maybe you should guess. Did we? Did we? Did we put the names in? We probably put the names. I guess it'd be great if everyone could, uh, you know, the first person to email us to tell us which page Dan is in uh, gets a free copy of his other book. Of my book? Yeah. Or why my, not Why or, not your what, book? Because, you know, you're, you're earning lots from your books now, so you can afford huh? to give one away. Yes, I, yes. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give one of my spare copies of your book. <laughs> <laughs> great. Thank you very much. So if you want to win a copy well, of my book, a... guess where I am in Adam's book. I think That's is the right. competition we're running. And vice versa with uh, creative photography, the photo- the professional edge. So, um, you know, if you buy Dan's book, guess where Adam is? Are you in it? I guess you are somewhere. Somewhere? Yes. Uh, uh, and uh, There's a couple of your drone pictures in there, I know. Well, are there? Yeah, there are, yeah. Where we flew. <laughs> where we flew. It, it, might be quite, it might be quite an easy guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, whoops. Did I let the cat out of the bag? That's We've right. only got one copy, uh, though, everyone. We uh, can't go out go throwing out loads well, of copies no, because they'll have already bought your book, so they'll win one of my, my books they can pick from the drone that, one. or that, the. That's uh, true. That seems fair, doesn't it? I think that seems fair. So can we clear what's so the rules of the competition or what, then? I'm a bit confused. So Okay, so Christmas is coming up. You will see links for Dan's book and my 52 uh, Instagram book in the show notes. Buy one of those books, send us an email, tell us what page you see the work of our counterpart, and we will send you the other book, so you'll end up with both books. Brilliant. That's, yeah, that's some Christmas fun. Um, and uh, we are, you know, it also gives you a bit of, bit of a thing, because, you know, you have to visit our websites, find our email, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not helping. <laughs> Any more than giving you the the uh, the books themselves? Yep, I think that's uh, I think that's very fair. That's right. Uh, okay, so moving on, um, the other thing I've been doing of late is reviewing the new DJI Mini Two. Oh my God! So this I is gear. Are we talking gear? I know we're going to briefly mention some gear. It's wow! It's gear that is sort of. It's a gear with a, a not the gear thing, if you see what I mean. It's, it's not the, the gear gear, although I do want to mention some gear once you've talked about your gear. Well, I've always thought that the, the logo, the sort of asterisk thing, is because we are not the gear, but that, that's, that's really what we think, isn't it? We, with a, yeah, we, we were not the gear with a caveat. Yes, exactly, because what photographer isn't not the gear with a quite strong caveat that is essentially... No, it's not the gear, but... <laughs> and then spends four hours talking about gear, right? I've, uh, I've met very few photographers that think in any other way. All right, so um, last year, DJI, who are the, the by like about 80% the biggest manufacturer of commercial drone or, and consumer drones, not including the little plastic toys that you buy for $10 um, 
and whiz around for a bit on Christmas Day and a break by the afternoon. So the one I was reviewing um, was the DJI Mini 2. So they, they've called almost all their folding drones Mavic for a long time, including the Mavic Mini, which was revolutionary because it was 249 grams. And in America and in Europe at the time and in China, if your drone weighed more than 250 grams, you probably had to sign a thing on the government and pay, you know, 10 or 20 dollars a year to have a and promise not to crash it. It, that was all, wasn't it? It's a very minor registration scheme, but you know what people are like about registration scheme. They immediately have some sort of X-Files paranoia that the whole government's in to get them. And and there's a fun fact about that. Up until last year, there was only a million people that had registered their drones in the US. When you consider how many DJI, you know, and all the other Parrot and Autel and all the other companies sell, and they only a million of them were registered, which is quite a frightening statistic, really. a million... I actually, I don't know how many more overweight drones are sold. I mean, think about it more, the fact that up until about that same time, the average price for a drone over 250 grams would have been $700. But there would have to have been more more drones in existence, surely, because don't forget there's all the older drones which still would have been... Um, yeah, but how many, of those, how many of those were still being used? Because you wouldn't have had to register it if you'd bought one, played with it for a few months, got bored and left it under a... Yeah, but if they were going to go and fly that, they would have had to have registered it anyway, so... If they were going to fly it, that's what I'm saying. But you know what most consumers are like, that's what, you know... Right. But I still th- I still think... I I'd like to know how many... Has anyone out there knows how many drones were sold in the US? I might have to look that up while you while you talk. Oh, we're going to hear some keyboard clacking on the microphone in the background. <laughs> I know, you might have um, to mute this. How many drones sold in the US in twenty? Well, in any anyway, case, yeah. that's right. You do that. The uh, the 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 Mavic Mini Two um, was two point seven K. So it had one of those amazing stabilized cameras, and it could fly. It was under the weight. It folded. It could fly. In theory, two kilometers from where you started. Although, in fairness. The radio wasn't that good, and so it tended to cut out a little bit after like three or four hundred meters, um, a thousand feet of where you take off, um, which isn't ideal. So, the but it did still sell very well because it was great, you know, for what it was. It was it was bringing that sort of quality for the first time under that weight, and. So they brought a new one out within a year, which almost never happens. And they've ditched the name Mavic for no obvious reason. So it's now called the DJI Mini 2, even though almost all of their other small folding drones are called Mavic something. So can't understand the naming, but it has a 4K camera. It has all their nice panorama features. It has raw files now for photographers. It's not just dropping out mean panoramic features and it comes what? panoramic panorama it does panoramas but it does raw raw files right. as well okay good so neither of neither of which the original did the panoramas are amazing it can do these spheres and is and, that stitched you know, is do... that stitched on the drone or is that stitched after you download it with software it, i think it's stitched on the drone line right actually. does it on the fly so to speak 
it does it stops in the sky it's uh and it it rotates and it does everything for you um and you have the option when you're downloading though of whether you're having it in excessively enhanced it has this sort of enhance option now which it defaults to and like like all these drones because it's got a memory card you have the option to copy stuff across onto your phone and then use the phone's photo system or you have the option to take the memory card out later and put it in your computer old school um, and that can be confusing but that's hardly their fault that's all drones are like that um, it, it also has the option new, as a new feature of copying across at high sp- wi-fi speeds it'll create a wi-fi zone um and then you can do it straight to your phone without needing it to be plugged into the controller for copying files right. across. So it creates like some kind of backhaul channel. Assuming, yeah. The, the first few times I tried it, it was like, there's a lot of interference. But then the, a few other times it worked nicely. And then you're getting like 20 megabytes a second rather than 300k a second. And that makes a big difference if you're moving a 4K video file. What's weird about it is you, at the moment at least, I'm sure they'll fix it, you need to open the legs, turn it on, then turn on, there's a special button on the outside that wasn't on the old one, that you can use it to turn it into that mode. And you have to unfold the legs and yeah, do and all and then that you can fold them all up again. That's stupid. <laughs> which, which is mad. But it comes with an amazing remote. It comes with a new remote they did last year, and it's got a 10 kilometer theoretical range. So you can certainly fly the 500 metres you're legally allowed to fly without the signal dropping out. And it can even cope with wind for, for two, I remember, 249 grams. Well, I don't know what's that in America. That's like a power, what is it? It's the, weight, it's the weight of a big iPhone. And it can cope against a Storm Force 5 breeze, a decent amount of wind. That's, that's, that's incredible. Um, yeah, and I took it out in... I don't want to say more wind than that, but let's be fair, more wind than that. And it could still cope against it. It was, you know, wobbling a bit, but it was keeping the camera steady and it was not blowing away. Whereas its last year's predecessor definitely did start to drift. I actually nearly lost it, the the review version I had. So anyway, uh, I'll tell you what, I've already been banging on about this, excited for quite a long time because it is quite an impressive thing. But I have put up the footage on my YouTube channel and I will put a link to that in the show notes. And maybe I won't have been talking for quite as long as I just have to pour Dan because <laughs> I don't know. I'll be, be excited to see it because I've, um, one of the, you know, I, I, I went through the, the pain of going through and getting my drone license here um, and uh, getting the relative stupid amounts of insurance with it. Um mm. And while I do some commercial work, I don't do an awful lot of fun photography stuff with it. Um, normally, if I'm not earning money from it, it's in a bag, not being touched until someone picks me up and wants to pay me some money. So um, I've not really done an awful lot of that. And the one thing I really loved about the Auto Evo um, was that its flight time was was great. Um, and oh, that's it was the other very thing. good at the, we've got the, you know you've got an amazing radio and everything you've also got, they've managed to do something to the battery so it weighs 10 grams less and gives 31 rather than 30 minutes now 30 minutes was already better 
the most of DJI's right. professional aircraft by a little bit. A lot better than the um, the Inspire 2 professional aircraft, which when it's got its big heavy camera. That's a big on, payload, though. That thing. That yes, thing's yeah, I know, up. I know. It weighs two kilos and something, but um, over four pounds. Um, yeah, I know, I know, and of co- and I can take a zoom, le- a proper motorized optical zoom with a uh, micro four thirds image sensor. So yeah, it's a different photographic experience. It's the Airwolf of drones. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it looks, it, yeah, yeah, but, something for the eighties there. People. But I should not expect to have like useful time for longer than fifteen minutes before I'm making my return to my landing point. Whereas with the Mavic Mini um, or the new Mini Two. I can fly for 25 minutes and still have a lot of time to come and land. It starts to beep at you when you've got 20 minutes to go. And then because, sorry, not 20 minutes to go, 20% on the battery, five. uh, And then when it gets down to an even less, it starts to beep at you much more. Like it has, it has two beepings now. It has a beep, beep, beep. And then it has a beep, 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 seriously land. (laughs) Thing. Um, is it is it uh, from a photography standpoint in terms of its optics and its image quality it, has it improved anything outside of the um you know the physical qualities of the of the drone um you know i'm basically asking does it take better pictures than anything before it so the main com- the thing to you're comparing it against really is only the mavic mini because that's the only drone that was comparable in that it was under the weight and had a, a 12 megapixel camera. So it still has a 12 megapixel camera and the same uh, one over two thirds, you know, same image sensor. It, it still has some of the same issues, uh, which is that particularly high dynamic range, it does not like. So if you've got a very sunny day or if you've got mist, you know. And it's got a flat thing over the front of the camera area, which turned in the right way, you'll get a, you know, what's the word? Something will come across the screen. It can, again, you, you can see some examples of this because I've not just put good examples. I've put all the examples uh, on my YouTube. Good and bad. Yeah, I'm different from the other YouTube channels. I don't know why. It doesn't seem it's not it's not a popular approach. You don't get extra views for showing people, um, you know, that things aren't all brilliant. What you're meant to do is just say that things are brilliant continuously for 13 minutes, then shout about subscribing for another two minutes, uh, and then put a link that's an affiliate link on the bottom, and then leave it at that. That's how you're meant to make YouTube videos. I've not quite mastered that art yet. Um, but it is brilliant, apparently. Oh, no, you have to say, hi, what's up, YouTube, at the beginning as well. Before all of Don't that. forget to subscribe and then yeah. point somewhere on the screen where a button might appear. Yeah. I've not really mastered that yet. But then again, I'm not really big on YouTube. However, that might change soon. <laughs> Who knows? Um, any, well, I think YouTube's going to change as well because I think they're going to try and find a way of trying to get you to do all the same things, but in a TikTok length of time because right. that's more fashionable. So, yeah, so basically they've not really changed the, the hardware they've really really gone to town on the the software so they've upped it to 4k from 2.7k um they've given you as a photographer raw file so you you've got a decent chance if you're prepared to spend time dealing with raw then 
you should be able to overcome most of the problems you're going to encounter. And how big is the sensor? It's 1 over 2.3, so it's the same. It's essentially what you're looking at is a good mobile phone camera. Right. Um, it's, it's also acquired digital zoom in the video mode, to which is time? surprisingly adequate. Like It's a nice thing to have. It, it gives you two times maximum when you're in 4K, and it, if you're in a 1080p mode, it'll give you up to four times. But But what it does do is give you decent... Effect, you know, I've, I've, I have a, a couple of different drones with optical zoom lenses, and obviously they look a lot better. But it is nice to have the option, especially if you're going to put it out in a like a platform which is mostly 1080, like YouTube. It's nice to have the option of the different. Um, I'm forgetting the word now. Depth of field. Yeah, yeah, depth of field. Yeah, when you zoom in. And yes, it might be a bit simulated, but it does work visually when you've got right. a, a foreground object and you're rotating around it or something like that. And what about the stills on it? Yeah, what, what sort of size does that come out at? Well, so they're 12 megapixel, the 4,000 by 3,000. Yeah, which is all right on a sensor that size. It, it's not a. It doesn't like low light particularly, but then drones are not always low light toys, are they? Right, and you need special permission to fly at night anyway. Well, so. exa- exactly. Right, um, kids? Well, it will fly indoors reasonably well because it has downward optical sensor um, that can see the surface of the it's optical flow, some people call yeah. it. So even if you can't get a GPS signal, it will still probably hover comfortably unless Which you've I've got a perfectly even coloured floor. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Don't trust it. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah. Uh, and what the the one other thing it, it um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so it's part of its panorama. One of the panorama functions is a three by three thing that sort of simulates a wide angle. So as long as you're not taking something physically moving, it'll it'll join up three photos, dunk 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 dunk, dunk um, that makes it look like you've taken a really really wide angle view if you want. Right, and it's, right, right. Again. For this sort of purpose, it's fine. Like a, just like digital zoom, yes, it's not as good as having an actual wide-angle lens, but it's it's four grand before you can buy a drone where you can try lenses, change lenses. So this is a perfectly good solution that gives you something that you wouldn't have anyway. So they're giving you all that in software for a fifty-dollar price increase. Um, for something that was pretty much the most popular popular drone on the market, and they've replaced it within a year, so I think I think they've done all right. And again, you can have a look at my footage, see how you feel. I have taken it out in not the you know in not perfect conditions, and I've tried to show the good and the bad. I'll have to, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check it out. I still haven't got my, um, and uh, yeah, just to kind of wrap up on drones, I suppose I've got. Um, the order for the evo 2 and i ordered the the pro bundle the the big one um and that still hasn't arrived and the only reason it hasn't arrived is not because they haven't got the drones because they haven't got the 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 box to put them in oh seriously yeah they they haven't no can't they just wrap it in foam no it (laughs) come with the the rugged bundle it's meant to come with a like a, a pelican type case that's been custom made for it um, and that is what they've not sent. They said we haven't got them. 
So I'm like, okay, great. So now I've got this order. So everyone else has been running around with their um, their Autel Evos for the last, what, four or five months, and I'm still sitting here yeah. scratching my yeah, ass. It was lovely summer when I reviewed the um, the other one. But that I might was have the, to. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the review model they sent was uh, was the 8, 8K with the smaller imaging sensor. Oh, so you it? did get hold of one. I didn't I didn't think you did. But, um, okay, all right. Well, that's good. What was your experience of it? You like it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a different experience, and it has some things which are a bit weird about it. Right, yeah. But I like the controller. I love the controller. I think that's a I big... really like the fact that I don't have to fish my phone out. Yeah. Like, this week has been an unusually good week from reviewing from my point of view. Uh, or last, you know, last week and the week before, having when the the DJI thing came out, because I happened to have two phones. Because the way that uh, in in COVID times, the way that phone upgrades happen is that you get your new phone, um, iPhone 12 Pro Max, and then apparently it takes them an extra week to send the envelope to send your old phone back in. Right, that's weird. It is weird. I don't see why the envelope to send my old phone back in couldn't have come in the same thing as my new phone, which they sent. You know, it is, it's full of stuff from the network, so there's no reason, but and, oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Um, no, I, and the, the footage was, was impressive. I, I don't really see the benefit of the 8K for most circumstances. I, I agree, um, I agree. I'm trying to. What, what, I have the I have the bigger iMac, so five like five K. Yep, it's five point six K. So so yeah, so that's as many pixels as anything I've ever been able to see at once. But in, in any case, it was it was impressive, and you could you could detect the difference if you zoomed in and stuff. It was it just it didn't seem to be the most useful thing about it. It right. could, but it could definitely zoom in. I don't know. It was a very nice machine. And it definitely felt a lot more grown up than the previous set of uh, Evos. Yeah, I, 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 I can't wait to, to get it. I loved my my original Evo. I thought it was terrific. Um, the tracking on it was great. I used that for um, um, what you know. I, I used it underground in a quarry, but I also used it for um, creating some of their closer shots of following a a big dumper truck out of their quarry and out to the end of the road and then fly the drone into yonder as it turns right and fade to black. Um, well, it, and, it, um, oh, sorry. Go it, it, the, the tracking on it was, was exceptional. Um, and, you know, I took it to Alaska as well and I was a bit worried about um, how it would track the, uh, the RV as we went down the big crusty road with cars going in, in the opposite direction. Um, I was worried it might sticky onto something else and then fly after that, but it didn't. It, it stuck on us for a, a, a good, I would say, four, four, five miles. I would say we were flying, and it was flying for twenty odd minutes, and it it stuck beautifully. And I was able to control it all the way around. I was very pleased with it. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one for sure. Whenever it bloody arrives, probably the Evo three will be out because CES is just CES is just round the corner. Oh my god, is it? Um, let's. Let's get on with how 2020 changed a bit for us. Yeah, so um, those that, have, that know me uh, probably a little bit more intimately than I would I would care to admit. Um, Hang on, uh, know that I've been, 
Yeah. <laughs> I can leave that to your wild imagination. Um, so we had a, a, a project kind of kicking around a couple of years ago um, that we were going to we were gonna do a, a road trip. And we wanted something to underpin the road trip. We didn't want to just go on a road trip and just, uh, you know, act like idiots. We wanted a reason to, to act like idiots and something that was going to motivate us to act like idiots. Um, so we, um, well, I thought up of the, of the, of the game, um, uh, called the great scratch off race, which is, sounds a bit iffy. Um, but in actual fact, <laughs> what it involved was, was moving from point A to point B. Um, and, uh, the distance of you being able to travel was determined by how much money you win on scratch cards. Now, um, I've had various people, you know, talk about kicking that can down the road for, probably about two years but you know it kind of kind of got shelved um anyway so as i was talking to someone probably uh end of last year um they said this would make a great tv show if we could format that a bit better okay well i could think about that how we can do it anyway so while we're kind of deciding about how we can change the game to make it a bit more interesting and fun to play and a game that other people could probably emulate and play at a lot lower price point than playing scratch cards every two minutes. Um, we came up with uh, dice. We came up with all sorts of things, but we came up eventually with a card game um, that you can play uh, road trips or while you are in cities. I remember for the there was a point a bit before there, wasn't there, where you were explaining the original version and saying that we should totally do this, and me being concerned about getting to the like the second news agent in the middle of nowhere and losing all of our money on the remaining scratch card yeah there is an element it does, of that. It so does rely want, on a certain luck yeah <laughs> but i wanted there to be an element of trepidation and danger thrown in with it so i think i think from a visual perspective particularly as that was being looked at as a tv series that would have been a lot of fun uh, probably not for us at the time but i think in post-production and visually with other people watching i think people would have found that quite amusing so, uh, but yeah, we um, we were we just thought to be let down uh, by our natural honesty, Dan. That was the right. <laughs> but then there was, you know, the issue of there would have been lots of rules and bits and pieces, and it would have made it a bit complex. So we decided to um, make a prop for the TV show called um, Challenge Cards, and um, those Challenge Cards were going to have a fairly wide uh, gamut of of challenges from all different genres. And we were going to make some up while we were travelling from point A to B and Adam would probably throw a, a, a grenade over the wall of some made-up challenge that's going to be difficult for me to do. And these are all <laughs> photography challenges. They are not challenges like, you know, that these are all photography-related challenges. Just want to be clear on that. Um, so if anyone's seen kind of a, a, a Top Gear, it kind of be, would have been a, 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 a Top Gear experience, but with photography, um, but with equally... Uh, guys that wish they were probably younger than they really were, which kind Are of you fits saying into the I wish I was thing. younger because you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't think I'm wrong. So um, then it became a camera caper with the cards. So we've got the challenge cards um, that have got all the challenges on. Uh, we invented uh, move cards to go with it, so that kind of determines how far you can go, but you can play it with and without. Um, and then it turned into a a whole snowball of of creating a um a whole game it's got a um lots of ways to buy uh, additional challenges via the mobile phone app which is coming out later on this year 
um, or maybe early next. And on top of all that, um, we're heading to Kickstarter um, in January. Well, yeah. Why are we heading to Kickstarter? Because we can't have long, boring conversations with people in Hollywood anymore. Right, exactly. Because I'm not allowed in America at the moment, so it's going to be very hard for Dan and I to uh, you know, actually do aforementioned um, Top Gear, but with cameras, if, uh, if um, the world isn't allowed to travel. Because, I'd, yeah, some, somewhere between this, this conversation that Dan's describing and now, the world changed a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, it did, yeah. So COVID, COVID kind of threw us a bit of a curveball, unfortunately. So where we were thinking about... So someone um, like me would have a sensible strategy for a situation like that, which is to lie down and have a little sleep and think that the world isn't very fair. But Dan had a different and better strategy, which is what he's about <laughs> to describe. So, um, yeah, so we this is, uh, what, uh, January time, I think, uh, this year, when... We were thinking, ah, maybe we should start planning together some some journeys and bits and pieces. I went out and shot some promotional video locally. Um, we've got, I've already got a, a journey here, pretty much already to go and planned out. But um, so of course that's not going to happen. Um, not until April, at the very earliest, I don't think now. Um, so we'll we'll see what the government decides to do with um, uh, with all that. But. Uh, yeah, the, the TV show is ready to go um, as soon as soon as we can travel. So we're going to do a little bit of filming here, I think, in April. We're going out to um, the West Coast. Uh, so Scott Robert Lynn is going to be working with us, uh, one of the Sony ambassadors. Um, and we're going to do a little road trip up the West Coast. Anyone that knows um, Scott knows he's a highly amusing guy. So he's going to probably do a little bit of standing in for Adam until we can get Adam here. And then, we can, do a big, then we can do a big trip. And hopefully, um, after the Kickstarter, that will all be nicely funded. So we'll do some, we'll make some episodes, uh, make some TV episodes. We don't know where that will be going just yet. Um, and um, after that, I think we'll be producing a book at some point um, of that said trip. Um, and we got that. I think the book will be slightly more educational than the TV series will. It might expand on a few of the the places we've been and the topics we've covered and the people we've met along the way that we can't jam into the TV show. And um, the uh, the app, like I said, will be out earlier before that. Um, and the cards are all available to buy on com right now, um, but they will be going on to Kickstarter at a bit of a reduced rate um, uh, in January alongside the mobile phone app. Um, the mobile phone app won't be ready... It, it probably won't be complete. We'll have a beta out, I think, in January, maybe February time. But we probably won't get that finished until April. Um, but um, but yeah, everything everything the wheels are in motion, and there's a lot of creativity out there to be had with uh, staycation. So we're hoping that everyone's going to dust out their camera and go out and and do some road trips because we think that people aren't really necessarily going to be travelling out of their own countries too much. So this is all geared towards the the staycation crew. Um, yeah, and that's going to be the the thing, isn't it, next year? Yeah, yeah, it so, really is. Um, so, if you're interested now, what what do you do? Where do you go? So you can there's there's a few things you can do. You can go to cameracaver.com, um, wait for the pop up and sign up for the newsletter. Um, while you're there, there's a big button at the top of the screen that would take you to our Kickstarter campaign. It is in pre-launch. Um, you can just put in your uh, details. And as soon as that is launched, you'll get a notification from Kickstarter. You'll get some updates from us about the status of the project. 
um, and um, yeah, you'll be uh, you'll be all ready to go. So there's a few cool. ways. So you can just to... you click on the Kickstarter button, sign up with your email to show you're interested. Specifically in that, you won't get a load of junk mail from anything else. You'll just get news from us, right? Yeah. So uh, what? You're signing up with Kickstarter, so I've no idea what Kickstarter we're going to send you. But as far as we're concerned, you'll only get updates from us, and you'll only get updates about the uh, the camera caper. Yeah, and you can always unsubscribe from that if you want. But at the same time, you can you find out when it's active. Yeah, yeah. So we we ex- we expect it going active sometime um, in January, late January. But I haven't got a date yet. We'll have to wait for the marketing people to come back and tell me. Uh, uh, tell me what that's all about but uh, the, the whole process has been very interesting if you've ever been tempted to, to launch something on uh, on kickstarter or make a product or or something like that it's been a bit of an eye-opener for me i've been involved with uh, various kickstarter bits and pieces before but nothing from you know pardon the expression but from soup to nuts um it's been very interesting about that the whole process of getting the patent lined up all that kind of good stuff it's been a it's been a journey, but it's been a horrific headache all at the same time. Yeah, because that's, that's, I mean, that's the interesting thing about this is you, you've got a, a proper product in the game. I've got, uh, I've got um, a version of it here on my, uh, on my desk, lovely box, yes, you do. photo, logo, all the rest of it. But because it's, it is a game that, you know, that has been thought through, it is patentable and Dan has patented it, um, which means... That the you know the project has a lawyer and all this sort of thing as well. It does, you know? yeah. We've got an, we've got a, um, an official IP lawyer and everything. So, so it's a surprising so amount that goes on. I think before things show up on Kickstarter, uh, it, it's certainly one of the things I've learned about this. Because I, to be honest, I tended to think that people just drew a logo, slapped it down on Kickstarter, and hoped. Um, and I guess probably there are some of those as well. Yeah, I think I think there's a, there's there's quite a lot there's quite a lot like that. But I think the you know from my previous experiences and and hearing what some of my peers had to say, you know, talking to JR Altex who, who launched the uh, um, the Altex on on Kickstarter and um, the guys at Magmod as well, um, they did Kickstarter. So it was very and and Peak Design as well. They're they're very heavily involved. And I think. I think Think Tank do as well. They launched their last bag on, on Kickstarter. So, being able to draw on their on 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 their knowledge and their experiences about how they've gone through their campaigns before has been an eye opener for me. Um, particularly with the amount of money you have to spend out for some of the marketing is 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 quite horrific. Um, but we, we're hoping um, we, it's going to be a success from the Kickstarter point of view, um, and then that will give us a good springboard to get. All these brilliant uh, photography challenges into uh, the hands of, um, of of photographers, and you know we're not necessarily aiming for all the professional market. We're hoping that you know if you've got if you've got a, a family, maybe for example, and you've got some kids that are interested in photography, this is a great way of engaging them. Um, it, you know, even though we've got the mobile phone app, you don't have to use it. You know the cards are a great way to interact and have a bit of fun and have a bit of camaraderie while you're traveling from point a to point b um but also if you're if you're if you're stuck in the city and you don't know what to do you can easily crack open the camera caper app and it would give you lots of suggestions of places to go and things to take pictures of um and it's can be played competitively you can play against your friends you win points lose points all that kind of good stuff um 
and um, yeah, you can make it super competitive. And that's one of the the great things about it is that um, even though you can play it on your own, playing it within a group and uh, uh, it really does create an element of, uh, of fun. And we, we're talking to various um, uh, groups. There's a couple of groups in New York that I'm talking to, and I'm hoping they're going to bring a lot of their meetups that they do to, to Camera Caper. Um, and that would be a lot of fun seeing them explore uh, the city with each other and, 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 and making these challenges. But uh, we've got um, we've got e-packs, which are the, the extra challenge packs that you can download in app. Um, I've got some street photography ones done. There's some for New York. Uh, we've got downtown LA is coming very shortly. Um, hopefully we get a couple in London. Um, I've got another photographer who's a Nat Geo photographer up in uh, the north of England somewhere. He's going to be creating some e-packs for us. Um, and we've got a few blogs so, uh, as well uh, that are going to be. It, it, for, in case it wasn't clear, the e-packs are sort of... I don't want to say upgrade, but they're like they're basically extra sets of cards, aren't they, that you can yeah, add into the app? Yeah, um, they're extra challenges, and we call them extra challenge packs, but we abbreviate it e packs. I should have explained that. And all it does is just enhance the uh, the, the 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 challenges. So they can be um, they could be unique to they could be a specialty lens, for example. So say there could be a, 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 a an extra challenge pack which is specifically around thirty five millimeter or fifty millimeter. We, you know, there's there's a ton of opportunity in there for us creating uh, content for you guys to to play, um, and uh, to use your creativity to meet those challenges using either a, a certain location or a certain type of photography, or even down to the to the lens type that we're looking to complete the challenge. Awesome. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm already interested in it, although. In a way, every time I hear about this, it does vaguely remind me that I've been not allowed to travel around the world by a virus. Boo. <laughs> but you never know. It, it, it sounds like that 2021 might might not be as bad as 2020. Yeah, I, I hope so for travel. But the great thing about the great thing about Camera Caper is that you don't really need to travel either. Um, you could play this in your well, own city, in your own backyard if you wanted to as well. So uh, that's the great thing about it. I mean, for, you know, there's a lot of photographers that live in New York City and, you know, there's probably a lot of them sitting around twiddling their thumbs at the minute going, oh, shit, what the hell am I going to do? Um, but at least this goes out. This gives you a way to go out and scratch your creative itch, which is the whole reason why it turned into the card game in the in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. That's absolutely true. From from a, from the player's point of view, it's it's uh, brilliant because you you have the sort of ultimate sense of scale, whether you're getting yourself an RV and heading a, across a continent or doing it locally. The thing that I think we all get stuck with from time to time, you know, whether we're in, doing it for a hobby, doing it for work, it, and especially, you know, even if you are doing it for work, but at the moment certain, you know, jobs aren't coming in, but you still need to be producing spare content. Right, right, that's right. when that's you need a bit of help, bit isn't it? So that's yep. what's so good about this, I think. No, I, I, I agree. And, uh, um, and it, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily just for the, the, the pro crowd either because I think that there are a lot of amateurs out there and a lot of hobbyists that want to be challenged. And, so, you know, you, you, saw it, you saw it during the lockdown and, you know, all over Twitter with, you know, people wanting to create extra content and then it becomes very difficult because someone's got to sit there and think about a challenge every week and all that kind of good stuff. We we get rid of all that pain straight off 
and you'll have, yeah, yeah. You'll have challenges life's straight harder on for tap. the enthusiast yeah. and the amateurs and all the rest of it because they're always their own client you know right. they're always having to work out something to do um and actually getting that thing to do that's the beginning of your you know you get more popular on instagram whatever whatever metric you aspire to as a as an enthusiast you need people to come up with ideas right 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 and we'll have a we'll have a ton of them so in each um in each challenge pack or e-pack um there is anywhere between 35 to 100 challenges some of them are going to be cached to a certain geolocation some of them are going to be very short time unique ones the challenges that is so um there's going to be a ton of ways being able to play it and in, and, and, and enjoy it. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting the feedback once we get into the beta. Uh, yeah. In actual fact, oh, well, what right people now, could do we'd is... We'd like to get a bit of feedback. You know, I think Dan especially, just visit the site. Visit the address. Yeah, the they, can, they can visit the site and send us some feedback. The other thing, if you do want to sign up and be a beta tester, um, uh, just go onto the website and go to the uh, media inquiries uh, and at the bottom, you'll see a form you can fill out. Just choose the other for the reason to contact us. Uh, we might update that when put in beta testers. Um, put in your details and then send it to us. and We'll take a look. And if you've got a following on Instagram, all the better. Um, or you've got a blog with lots of readers, then that's even better still. We can, we can work together. So uh, if that's you, do get in contact. Brilliant. All right. Well, I imagine we want to save some stuff to talk about in uh, early in the new year. Um, come on, 2021. It's, it's, see, one more reason why it's going to be a brilliant year. <laughs> yeah, because it's not called 2020. It's really been very disappointing. You think, you know, 2020, you think with all of that sort of organised number, it should have been better for all sorts of reasons. I, I agree. Yeah, definitely. But... Uh, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting. All right. Um, well, it's, we've had a nice long chat. We're gonna hit about an hour, which is a uh, that's that's before I start editing. But I, I don't know. We haven't said anything too right. sweary, have we? No, we've not said any rude words. I don't. I might have said a I mean, couple of rude words, but nothing heavy. Yeah. Nothing that you can't bleep out with "damn" or "drat" or "oh dear." Oh, I like the the beep tone. You like the beep tone? Okay, you can go with beep. I could just say in really mild words and then you could just use one and copy and paste it over the top. That's true. I could make it sound like you've been a lot worse than you have, can I? <laughs> yeah. a, a very bad day. <laughs> a bit sweary. <laughs> well, I think it's important to be a little bit sweary. It's just, you know, it's how we vent, isn't it? Apparently, it's, um, it's, it's good for your well-being, according to studies here. So New yeah. Yorkers must be the best healthy people in the world. <laughs> well, on that logic, not not an impression they always give, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, at least I at least I know that they've relaxed themselves <laughs> enough to swear. Yes, yes, uh, and then eat a foot long sandwich. I just had one actually. I had one for breakfast. All right. <laughs> well. You know, I've eaten quite unhealthily as well, and I'm safely in the UK. Where, in theory, we don't do that kind of thing. Do you know? I'm sorry. I'm just there's one thing I heard on the news this week um, that amused me is that since March, um, first lockdown in the UK, the sales of what they 
I think I can't remember what they described it as, but essentially unhealthy food, comfort food. That was it. Has have rocketed. Um, you know, people have just popped me up. Oh yeah, bag of sweets, stuff to make me feel better. What you know? I'm just going to sit at home and eat unhealthy food. Right. I think that I went to I went to Stop and Shop, which is uh, for that everyone in England is like a Sainsbury's is probably its closest relative, or Asda, whatever. Um, it's a bit better than Asda, I would say Sainsbury's. Um, and it, uh, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Now, what was I talking about? Unhealthy food. Oh yeah, I went there and. Um, I went in just to get some eggs, and I think I walked out with about sixty, seventy dollars worth of. Um, oh, I found bounty bars in there the other day. I bought four mm. of those. Mm. They were dollar seventy-five each for a bounty bar. A dollar seventy-five. Yeah, chocolate's pricier than it used to be, isn't it? In everywhere. Right, it's either that or Hershey's, and I'm not eating Hershey's. because uh, no, because Hershey's is something that looks a lot like it might be chocolate, but if you bite it and eat it, it tastes a lot more like sawdust. Yeah, and with the sawdust that's been used to cover vomit. Yes. <laughs> it's that. It, it's exactly. not something that I would proudly consider my national chocolate bar. That's no, nice. exactly. And okay. it's a bit of a disaster, so I have to pay a ridiculous amount of money for bounty bars. Although they haven't got the dark chocolate ones here, which I'm a bit twisted about. But anyway, the point is, I went in there to buy some eggs, and I walked out with about $60, $70 maybe of 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 of. of, of heart attack inducing food yeah. I mean I don't want to say the reason we do this in podcast form is that I don't think either of us are especially proud of our <laughs> well, my, my son's Ooh. very keen to point out how big and wobbly my belly is <laughs> I've but, gone uh, back I've gone back to training New, news on my knee and for yeah. those of you that have missed knees, knee update um, I'm back to training five days a week excellent so um and weirdly, I'm starting to get some nice shape to my legs and quads. It all looks good. Okay, it's um, just me then. But I'm putting on weight, which is not oh. good. But oh, but mate, if it's muscle weight, that's fine, isn't it? I know, but you know, you can I can't help thinking me spending $70 worth on going crap and in Stop and Shop is probably counteracting any shape that I'm getting to my legs. Well, I, I lost the best part of 20 kilos before the beginning of the lockdown, the first lockdown in March, and I've put on... Uh, 18 kilos during the uh, what's uh, that in you're not doing stones a kilo and, is about and, two pounds what's that in stones I don't know what stones are but it's you don't it's, know what stones are no I'm slightly too old for stones I, I mean I know what they are they're like but they're like 12 or 14 pounds or something like that. I don't know wow they're quite they're, they're quite a big chunk aren't they but they don't have them in America either do they no, they don't. No, but I've got my scales humorously in stones. Good. Good. Okay. Nice. Because uh, <laughs> oh, uh, well, also the little app that is connected to my scales probably doesn't understand what stones are. Wait, you've got an app that connects to your scales? I know, I know, and everything. That's how that when I was losing weight, I was using that. But as, when I when I started going mm, snacks, uh, you know, mysteriously, it was about the same time I stopped using the app. Yeah, and I don't scales. need to see that now. Uh, I, that's information I don't need. Yeah. Exactly, information I, I, I knew wouldn't be so good as it used to be, like when it was going down. Yeah, um, I don't need to process that information anymore. Well, hold on. Let me just let I, I can I can tell you what eighteen. I'm amazed um, you've got a, a, a scales that links your no, no. app. I mean, is it your scales got Wi-Fi? On okay, them so as it's well? exactly forty pounds. Um, but it doesn't. 
tell me, uh, it still won't tell me what that is. It's 634.9 ounces, but it won't tell me what it is in stones. That's a... Uh... I'm a bit older than you, aren't I? Yeah, and stones were very popular, weren't they before? No, that's all I ever all I ever did until um, until I started getting interested in athletics and everything started going into pounds. But I'm not very good at processing pounds unless I'm looking at it on a scale and I look at someone and go, "Is that is that right?" Okay, they go, "Yeah." Now Google, fat. on the other hand, unlike macOS, does consider the stone a measurement that can exist. Uh, Two point eight four stone is what I've okay, lost right. and put back, <laughs> basically. Well, That's a healthy amount. It's a good amount to have lost. Well, well it's not it's a good amount to have got up to having, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's a healthy uh, amount as long as it stays off, of course. But yeah, so we're going to start. We're going to start again. See if we can do it again. The worst thing about it this time is that I know I can lose that amount of weight if I try, which means I have to try. Right. Yeah, that's a downside. Isn't and it? it's like giving up booze. I, 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 I guess I'm gonna have to stop drinking eventually, once um once the world gets back to normal. Because I think oh, I don't have to go out and drive today. Four o'clock rolls round. Well, I can have a beer. It's just one. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. So we've uh, we've covered uh, several things, including the the mini two uh, and our book competition, all of which you'll find in the show notes. And, of course, a link to cameracaper.com. But cameracaper.com is one you could easily type as well because it's a nice, sensible .com, isn't it? Um, where you can find out about and possibly even become a beta tester on the Camera Caper. Yeah. Uh, we'll, be back, we'll be back to talk to you again in under six months, I reckon. Under six months? Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that we can keep it, you know, within a couple of weeks. Okay. All right. Let's say... Let's say... Let's say two weeks, I'm going to force Adam's hand and then I'm going to badger him like almost daily and then we might get it within a month. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I'll let you know if I've lost any weight, but we won't spend too much time on that issue. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll be hearing what Dan, Dan's been working on. All right. So bye, bye for now from, uh, from sunny London. And... Yeah, goodbye from a very cold, dank, dark New York City. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's cold but it is sunny. It wasn't sunny when I went out for a walk earlier. It, then it started being sunny when I came in to do a podcast. My hands actually went blue yesterday oh when I was in the city. It was that cold. Anyway, I digress. Well, maybe we'll hear all about that next time. <laughs> totally yeah, for now. Yeah, bye. Okay, now I'm talking. And now I realise that that was silly because I used the opportunity to say sync to be the opportunity to press the record button. So now let's say three, two, two one, one, sync. Okay, and that time we've got it on tape. There you go. So Good. That's we should get a clapperboard. Marker. <laughs> yes. Old school.